Welcome to the Sisters in Therapy podcast, previously known as On the Couch podcast. New listeners, old listeners, thank you for rocking with us. I'm Mercedes, a licensed marriage and family therapist. I'm Takesha, a licensed marriage and family therapist. And I am Brittany, a licensed professional counselor. We all fall under the umbrella of licensed mental health professionals, here to share our unpopular opinions as well as our clinical expertise about all things life, ranging from mental health to trending topics on social media. This podcast is not meant to be a substitute with a mental health professional, but it is meant to serve as a platform where you can get dope content and be inspired to love on yourself. Now, let's get on the couch. Hey, everybody. In this session of Sisters in Therapy, we're going to have a conversation about intimacy. So I'm going to start by defining intimacy, and then I'm going to talk about the four different types of intimacy. And then we're just going to have a conversation among Sisters in Therapy. Okay, so intimacy is closeness between people and personal relationships. It's what build it's what builds over time as you connect with someone, grow to care about each other, and feel more and more comfortable during your time together. It can include physical or emotional closeness or a, a mix of the two. So the four different types of intimacy, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, intellectual and mental intimacy are used interchangeably by different clinicians okay so physical intimacy is like the the one that people really don't have a hard time with according to research um it's the hugging the kissing the sexual intercourse the cuddling and the massages Mm -hmm. So this is what the main, this is what most people think about when they think about intimacy. This is what most people think about when they think about intimacy. And probably before I was a therapist, I was like, when people say they was intimate, they was talking about having sex. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, that that has been deemed as like the specialty. People pretty much got that one down packed. Um, Emotional intimacy is affirming and caring about each other's interests and feelings. Mental intimacy is basically when you have meaningful conversations about values and even you may disagree about certain things. This could be something around politics. Um, what else? It can even be something like fun, like sports or movies, just mm-hmm. taking an interest in the conversations, but it's still meaningful. Um, even stuff about like childhood, the way you were raised, right. just having conversations about that. And then spiritual intimacy, they say is basically the rarest form that people have down pat. Because it's respect for each other's beliefs, shared purposes, nurturing each other's inner peace. And that seems to be something that people struggle with. Mm-hmm. It's very, yes. very, very rare. Very rare. Um, I don't know. For some reason, I kind of thought maybe emotional and spiritual intimacy would have been kind of the same. But they're actually very different. Mm-hmm. So as a couples therapist, um, I see people struggle in general. Um Sometimes with physical intimacy because mainly they haven't mastered the other parts of intimacy. Yes. But when I look at the circle that I'm looking at with physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, this makes me think of the self-care wheel. Mm-hmm. Because the self-care wheel is about basically the intimate relationship you have with yourself. Right. So if you're not mastering all the pieces of yourself, emotional, spiritual, mental, and physical, it's kind of impossible to be intimate with someone in those areas in a relationship because you don't know yourself intimately mm-hmm. intimately mm-hmm. so yeah have you guys had any clients struggle mm-hmm. with even having an intimate relationship with themselves oh absolutely um that's rare um simply because that's what we talk about self-love and people don't necessarily know what that is 
Um, and they kind of almost expect that love to be external, right? From different mm. sources, different relationships or friendships. And sometimes, unfortunately, those relationships aren't even the healthiest that they have in their lives, if that makes sense. Right. Um, so even with the, the, the four that you listed, definitely. Um, and I always encourage or even start with, okay, let's discover what's going to be meaningful for you. That way you feel more fulfilled. Um, so that's why the self-care world is a good tool, actually. It's a very good mm-hmm. tool. I just made the connection as I was look, thinking about all of this, these different types of intimacy. These are also different types of, this is your well-being as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I was about to say, because we don't, even in the intimacies that you explained, we didn't really talk about just our intimacy with ourselves. So when you brought up, have we seen this in our clients? I would even push it a bit further to say that usually if they have a difficult time experiencing any of these types of intimacy with other people, it's because we've also already blocked it in ourselves. Right. But people go, so I'm using myself for example. So as I think about my journey, I guess, of understanding intimacy and what it means, I feel like I made, of course I I, I did it backwards because I didn't know when I was young. So when I started like having sex, we just went to the physical part first. And that's really what happened. Like most of the, I think that happens for a lot of people. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying, so we we start with the physical intimacy and then we feel so distant, even though we kind of been intertwined, but we we feeling isolated mm-hmm. because we haven't really touched any of the different types of intimacy, but physical. Right. And I feel like that's the one, not that people necessarily teach you about it, but it's still yeah. brought up in conversation. People still talk about sex and they talk about that being intimate. Again, people really don't teach us about these other parts of intimacy or other parts of yourself i don't think people know to because that's a matter of emotional intelligence like being in tune with what's i don't know satisfactory if that's even a a word to use to describe that Mm. um i mean how do you teach i mean i know it's possible how do you teach intimacy yeah i'm saying like how would they even know even generations prior to even teach intimacy outside of the physical aspect. I think it was just kind of like, go live your life. um, When you look at some of the historical movies or something, you see people doing more than physical intimacy. They just wasn't calling it that. When you see somebody sharing something with their partner in Mm -hmm. a way that they wouldn't share with another person, that's them being intimate with their partner. Right. Now, the intellectual intimacy, I think, may have lagged because... I feel like women weren't even able to have an opinion that was valued. So I feel like, so intellectual intimacy come, goes alongside with autonomy. Right. And so a lot of women sometimes don't have autonomy in their, in their marriages. Sometimes, at least that's how it was, you said back then, but now it's a little mm-hmm. bit different. People are, you know, saying, listen to women. Um, they have ideas and opinions and that's right. okay. Right. So as a as a couples therapist, I think one of the things I see is the fear of intimacy or just the lack of intimacy in all of my couples that I've been seeing. And some of them have been together more than a decade. And there's still a lack of intimacy or even, I don't know if it's a fear of intimacy, but it's definitely a lack of intimacy. And so with the lack of intimacy, it makes you distant from your partner. Mm-hmm. 
And so intimacy suffers the most when people are also busy. So mm -hmm. we are at the stage in our lives of development, you know, across the transitions that we are actually really too busy for intimacy. But we have to like, if you're in a relationship with somebody, you have to be extra intentional mm -hmm. with intimacy. Right. Because not only in our relationships, even in the article that you sent us, um, it was talking about if we don't make time for intimacy, any of these types of intimacy, right. it leads to isolation, isolation. Mm -hmm. which of course is going to impact all of us mentally because that's just not how we as humans are supposed to operate. Mm -hmm. So the fear of intimacy has been tied to abandonment issues, fear of rejection, control issues, and past abuse. I thought that was very interesting. Um, a lot of times people don't, and we're going to talk about this in a different session, but like how something you went through in your past could be showing up right now as you're an adult and it could be um, impacting the way you inter the way you interact with your, mm -hmm. your partner. And peers too. And peers. So abandonment issues is you may fear that once you become attached to someone, the individual will leave because somebody might have left you before that you became close with. Fear of rejection. You might worry that once you reveal any flaws or imperfections, the other person will no longer want to be with you. Oh, that one is that one is really common when people date you and then they don't tell you everything up front and they mm -hmm. wait till you don't fail for them. Mm -hmm. Then they tell you the truth or not. They necessarily not tell you the truth, but share something with you that they probably should have shared with you in the beginning. Yeah. Or they don't share it at all. Yeah. I've seen people who come in and they're like, "I've hated this for the last fourteen years." Yes. Or I was mad at this when they did this 14 years ago. What, you ain't never and told them? Yes. Or had that conversation? No, I didn't want them to leave. What the fuck? <laughs> did they call dependency? Or no? 14 years. I don't know what it is. It's a fucked up way to live for 14 years. I know yeah. that. People do it though. They do because of fear of I'm going to leave. And I think we said this in a conversation before. Like if it's that deep and it's something that's on your mind for 14 years, mm. you don't need to be in a relationship with somebody if it's not safe to have that conversation i've right. had a couple in therapy um who did not like the way the partner did laundry for like eight years and never said anything and that was laundry so just imagine other things people out here like not sharing with their partners mm. yeah i'm sure that runs deep it does run deep control issues you may fear losing your independence as you become emotionally connected to your partner that's giving up the control it's risky, and I think I saw a quote that was very much so relatable to control issues. And it says, take the risk not to protect yourself. You can't simultaneously protect yourself and be emotionally intimate. Let your heart be seen. This is mm -hmm. by Dr. Helen Brenner. She's a psychologist, and she does a lot of work around intimacy and closeness. Um, take the risk not to protect yourself. I like that. I, I like actually that helped too. a client process that this past weekend because, um, you know, in a lot of anxiety provoking thoughts about well if I don't do it then it's not gonna go the exact way and we were processing like how does that affect your marriage like they're the total opposite he's like ah, I'll be late and she's like no we need to be there on time but it's just the constant so I'm like, I wonder what it would look like if you kind of just relinquish a little bit of that Surrender. she was getting un <laughs> she was on edge even about that <laughs> yeah I see I struggle with it Mm -hmm. I, I would struggle with that. I do struggle with that. Mm -hmm. as as I, I can say it. I could too. I've definitely had to process it because then you have to realize like, why do I want to control everything? Like what purpose is it serving other mm -hmm. than me wanting to control it? I heard that it was tied to trauma. 
and it could be a trauma response potentially because if, if it you, is yeah 100 percent. It's, it's the way that we because it's safe we think we can maintain our safety that's why so many people when it comes to coping skills sometimes even like super positive coping skills that's what we go to like so when we clean like after we're really upset or something happened and we don't have any control over let me clean my house let me do this let me be super tidy super like maybe even ocd sometimes mm -hmm. because i can control this i can control this environment mm -hmm. even whenever it comes to like dieting and working out sometimes i can't control anything else in the world but i can control what i put in my body and what i do to my body mm -hmm. but those are not all bad things those are things that deserve balance especially mm -hmm. the cleaning up part because absolutely that's that's a good point um i think i we talked about this a couple of years ago i remember about the gym and working out and how it gives people so much control but that is the one thing people do have control over mm -hmm. their health and i guess we do have control issues as humans and past abuse is basically a history of child abuse especially sexual abuse may make it difficult for you to trust others that is not uncommon um so with that one that the past abuse one people just have to feel safe with their partner i've heard people you know tell me that they did open up to a partner about their abuse and when they had a fight the partner was like oh that's why so-and-so abused you that's that's low down but that's not intimacy but people but there are relationships i heard that people are in that's toxic and they think it's being is they think it's intimate is they're being they think this is intimacy this is closeness and this is all that it's exists mm -hmm. and I think with that we begin to think that this is the only type of person that there is out there mm -hmm. so with the abandonment with the childhood abuse we or even with your partner now when you share the abuse when people respond in really fucked up ways we are so afraid that this is a literal representation of every other person that I will encounter. Right. And that's not true. That's not true. Intimacy can't happen if the safe, if the space is not safe and safe spaces aren't like found, like they're created just like mm -hmm. healthy relationships. You don't, this stuff just don't fall out of the air. You have to create a safe space. You have to create healthy relationships and it takes work. It's not something that just happens because we all come to a relationship, you know, with our own predisposition expose ideas what's the word i'm looking for mm, that's it okay all of that stuff so we already come to a relationship with our own ideas about how things should go um and so intimacy the intimacy that we've been talking about during this session is um basically in regards to romantic relationships um but there are different types of intimacy that occurs in all your relationships whether that's at work which are church family friends co-workers you know there's a certain level of intimacy to a certain degree mm -hmm. And they all involve a mutual respect and a mutual understanding of yes. our individual journeys. Um, and that's what helps create the safe space, I think. Yes. I think that's a huge part of it mm -hmm. is the mutual respect. Because you can really accomplish and get to each of these different types of intimacy if there is respect. Like you said on one before, we don't always have to agree or we might not always have the same opinions about something but i still respect you i still know i'm going to be respected in this space which makes it a safe space which lets me know i can continue to come back mm -hmm. and share these different parts of me mm -hmm. right i also think too that 
even from what I've learned, it's like you really can't be vulnerable with everybody. So it's like mm -hmm. you almost have a different category of people in your life. Like I can tell this person is, can't tell this person is. Mm -hmm. That way you kind of, not that you would minimize hurt in any way, but the expectations are different. That's just you using your, what is the word? Discernment. Discernment, yes. Mm -hmm. Discernment is very important. But when you're remote, your romantic relationship Everything should be able to be laid oh, yeah. there. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Not all, that, but and of course it don't happen overnight. Oh no, like that's a, actually that's a good point. But you just said it doesn't happen overnight. Intimacy happens gradually over time, mm -hmm. and then once you do establish this form of intimacy, you got to keep going and, and maintaining building. it because you're going to keep growing as a different. You're going to be different people throughout the relationship. Mm -hmm. Right. So the intimacy is going to change. Relationships go through transitions. Mm -hmm. None of us are going to stay the same, and if you do. That I don't know how because it yeah, just no. it just ain't possible. And Bernice said something also just about knowing what type of people you can share what with. Mm -hmm. That makes me even think about just like our personal boundaries and boundaries in relationships because sometimes as soon as we meet someone or we don't try to start gradually, I see it in my kiddos all the time that oh I met this person they seem nice. I want to tell them my whole life story mm -hmm. and then my fear of being abandoned or being rejected comes up instantly because they don't res they don't respect me in that space they share my business i've been betrayed but it's like we really didn't mm -hmm. have or establish appropriate boundaries or that slow Reporting. development mm -hmm. of that relationship or just use discernment right off the bat yeah. and see how soon or if this even someone you should be sharing this information with exactly so when we don't do that then it reinforces the all of these fears and then it and then we don't trust again and then we don't want to be vulnerable again then we isolate mm -hmm. and it's just a continuous cycle a continuous cycle of avoiding intimacy mm -hmm. and this carries into romantic relationships absolutely all the time mm -hmm. there is no reason why the person you're in a relationship with or married to should be like somebody that's that you're not in a relationship with this person is special like this is your person they know things about you um so that they can see you um we went to a training a couple of years ago and this this therapist there had a thing into me you see like mm -hmm. intimacy and so that really made sense because you're just you need to be seen by the person fully fully um this lady breaks down emotional intimacy in three parts and she says slow down keep it simple and share what's hard to say i, I like that share what's hard to say what was so, the second one? slow down keep it simple and share what's hard to say um you know just thoughtfully processing your feelings before you speak and when you do speak contextualize your emotions so you can communicate them as direct as possible mm -hmm. so what this would look like in real life for example would be what mercedes what have you seen like this slow development of keeping it simple and sharing to so simply telling someone you missed them instead of going all the way around and about and instead you must miss me don't you yes, uh. yes <laughs> you miss me don't you that is a perfect example, especially amongst us black people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just say you miss the person. Don't be like, oh, you must. In fact, it's very important to start with our statements in all areas of conversation mm -hmm. instead of you. Mm -hmm. That is a, that is, oh my God. That's a pet peeve of mine. Boy. No, but that is, <laughs> it's just, it's 
crazy how your brain works. <laughs> yes. So yes, an example of that is just saying, "I'm scared to lose you. I love you. I miss you." You know. Right. Why is it so important that we slow down and keep it simple? So that we don't complicate it. And sustainability, I think. I think when it's mm -hmm. gradual and it goes at a decent pace, I think it provides the space for the right type of intimacy to occur. Because mm -hmm. I mean, they say all the time, if you move too fast, you don't really get to, to know people. I mean, sure, there are certain cases where like, I mean, hell, it might all happen at once. I don't know. But I don't know. I think it's it's sometimes it's a matter of sustainability. Like a slow cooker. I like agree. the meat is way more tender. Mm -hmm. It's a marathon. Yeah. I think even a part of it is because when it comes to intimacy, a big part of it, of course, is emotions. Mm -hmm. And we know that our emotions can be super high. So whether you're sharing something that you're upset about or whether it's something that you're sad about, it can easily spiral into, like you said, just the, oh, you must miss me. Or it can be like super aggressive and damn, that pissed me off when you did that. And we just going in mm -hmm. like too damn hard. And at that point, that person's really not trying to understand. Yeah. Um, but when we slow down and we see what's really going on with us and we keep it simple, I feel like that just provides clarification. And like you said, sustainability over yeah. time because we're, Everything is clear. Right. We mean what we say. We're saying what we mean and trying to find understanding. Right. I think the bigger question is what What are we rushing for? Like, what, what are we racing towards? Avoidance. Yeah. Uh, avoidance, <laughs> personality disorder. Because I'm thinking if we're going fast, I'm thinking, yes. oh, I'm mad. Let's fight. Then we have the makeup sex. It's I done. And it's just like. About it makes me think of Nick Cannon. Yeah. The unwillingness to get involved and be committed in a relationship, period. But the, the, it ain't really got nothing to do with the women. They put on the persona that, no, it's okay. I can't be with one woman. Mm, That's okay. avoiding personality disorder. Your unwillingness to be accepted by one person. Because really, you think these women don't really like me for me. So mm -hmm. I'm just going to be with multiple women. Yep. Men don't even realize that they do this. And that goes deeper than they know. Mm -hmm. And not, women do this as well. I don't catch feelings. I don't do relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that that's that's a fear of intimacy. That's a you don't you're really trying to protect yourself. Right. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. Because if I do this and if I take this approach, then I don't really ever have to deal with the grief and loss of fully giving myself to somebody and having that taken away from me. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm. So mental intimacy, um, as is they say this is a meeting of the minds. It's satisfying, challenging, and possibly stimulating. Imagine two little brains. Sipping red wine by candlelight. Interesting. <laughs> Child, I'll be knocked out. Two little brains. Hello, sleep. Give me that red wine. Oh, I just said this. It, it could be great talks about movies or a play you saw, yes, or a basketball game. Like, just having those. This is what John Gottman called love maps. Building love maps. The relationship is a house. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have to keep building mental intimacy. It doesn't seem complicated. Taking the time over dinner to talk about the traffic, mm -hmm. the trip to the grocery store, you know, this stuff like that. I think, and I think people, it's, it, it's probably complex for a lot of people, but I think what makes it complex is the avoidance or the mm -hmm. past experiences that weren't so great. Um, 
I feel like if it's more complex ideas, though, it can be difficult. So if it gets to like political beliefs or yeah, it can get deep Real or deep. any like social justice type of shit. If we're not on the same page. Yeah, that's a I'm gonna say it's gonna be a challenge for me to yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's a part of intimacy. You guys having those type of conversations so you can get to know the person on a deeper level. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's the that's the beliefs that you gotta share with people, right? Mm-hmm. And they're absolutely necessary. You should 100% have the conversations and definitely do what y'all said a minute ago and slow down. You got to slow down <laughs> on that one, right. else. Woo. But uh, they're necessary. But I can see where those might get. That actually seemed like it follows the line with spiritual intimacy because that is basically like a code of values or ethics versus the actual religious practices. Gotcha. So the spiritual intimacy is basically your beliefs, your morals, your code of ethics, like how you govern your life. Who are you when nobody else is around? You know, do you, you know, at the restaurant, if you're being nasty to the waitress because they're a waitress, yeah. Yeah. It's not going to work for me. Right. I don't, I can't rock with that. But also, I actually found a really good article about using mindfulness to improve intimacy. And Lundrell and his girlfriend does an amazing job of this. Do you follow him and his girlfriend? I follow him. So, I don't know if you've been following him on, but during the pandemic, they did an amazing job of sitting down, doing the crystal crystal meditations. Mm -hmm. They were, um, the yoga, the eating of the fruit. Just sitting in, sitting in silence with each other. Um, that stuff is very much so could cater to your spiritual intimacy, and it's very important piece of a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it fuels your sexual intimacy. Oh, of course. So when I we was... talk about sex and we're struggling with sex, I always tell my couples or my individuals start with the other types of intimacy yes. first. Mm-hmm. You gotta feel safe with them outside of the bedroom. Yes. Right? Before you feel fully comfortable with you them. You sure you don't want to be a couples therapist? I'm sure. However, <laughs> individuals who want to talk about sex, I'm all for it. I'm gonna give you all types of tips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People come to therapy because they fighting about not having sex. Mm-hmm. But it really ain't got nothing to do with that. No. It got a lot to do with you guys not really seeing each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and I to... can't stand you outside of the bedroom, but you want me to come and fuck. No. Not even just that. I mean, we're inside the bedroom, but it's still not working because it's not good. That's because mm-hmm. you're not feeling safe. There's yeah. no kinetic energy, you know, making I... you guys come together. I've had people come and say, he want to have sex with me, but... I also asked him for help to like go pick up the kids or while I'm trying to cook or, you know, I've been cleaning all day and he talking about he want to take a nap. But then when I come lay down, he ready to fuck. Tanisha. Wait, <laughs> it's what it is. Mm-hmm. And, he, and then he mad. She's like, no, like I literally been asking you for help all day that yeah. if I don't feel like I can depend <laughs> on you in life That's or true. be safe with you, like we supposed to be partners at life, right. not just... The physical intimacy only lasts so long. Right. I mean, sure, it's good when it's good, but sometimes the physical part can't be good if the person don't feel safe. And that's not going to be the only thing that drives your intimacy. Sex can be bomb as hell, but if that's the only thing we got, it's going to fade. It will fade, especially if you're a conscious person. Versus if we're like actually helping each other and being a team throughout the day, connecting all these other levels. I'm going to want you more. I'm going to desire you more. Because mm-hmm. the connection is deeper. Exactly. As a result of the other things that are taking place. Well, according to Dr. Brenner, physical intimacy 
The type of intimacy many people make their absolute specialty. And to be clear, it's not that important. Mm. Mm. If you put it mm. that way, it's, it's not. I mean, it's it is. It's but the cherry on top, but right, it ain't the foundation. Right, it ain't right. the foundation. Physical intimacy is essentially about relaxing into it, kind of like you would just say, joining in the flow of it. Before we get to the physical, though, we really should master all these other pieces because mm-hmm. the physical will flow, you know, just like a river. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. If you got those other pieces, baby, <laughs> baby, let's get me. You, hey, you about to get it. <laughs> get it and we talked about this as if this was something i guess that was um real easy to do but this is something people struggle with how it is how can people improve their intimacy in relationships over time well the article had a few different suggestions be patient i think that's the number one number one be patient don't expect that we gonna this gonna happen overnight, mm-hmm. and that I can tell you all my hopes, dreams, fears, and have bomb ass sex the first day I meet you. <laughs> um, no, no, no. Be patient. Just, just have conversations. Mm-hmm. Make make time to check in. Make it a specific check in time. Do activities together, whether that be a puzzle, you know. Work on being intimate with yourself and see what that looks like. That too. Mm-hmm. Whether that's meditation, whether that is journaling, exploring your own thoughts, feelings, emotions about about your life or what's going on right now or what's happened in the past. Really just kind of do that self-inventory mm-hmm. and take it all in and know yourself. But share that with your partner. Absolutely. If you're in a relationship. Once y'all get there. Right. And we don't know like that. Of course. I'm talking about people who've been married. Oh, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. This, You can reestablish intimacy. You can reinvent it. You can reinvent intimacy in relationships. So, for people who've been married for, like, over a decade, you can reinvent the intimacy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Now, them, yeah. Go ahead and jump on in. <laughs> you should be. <laughs> I mean, but... So, people who've been married a long time... I feel like they struggle the most with intimacy based off the people I've seen in the therapy room because it's young and fresh with people who are younger or been together, not younger, people who've been together less, they're actually being intentional with it when when they're with their intimacy. And then the people who've been married a long time, they kind of like, eh. I feel like there might be a couple of reasons for that. I'm sure. Like Exhaustion. Exhaustion, of course. But Children. I, yes. I also think it's we came into this relationship one way mm-hmm. and we accepted each other this one way. Now if something changes, we go back through all of these fears all over again. Yeah. If I've changed on this opinion or this feeling, now they might reject me and I've been here this long. Mm. Or I have more of a need now to like protect you or reserve, you know, preserve, sorry, this relationship. Mm-hmm. And so they don't want to do anything to rock the boat, but I don't think we're realizing that the continuously like not addressing things is what's gonna rock the boat. Oh, yeah. yeah, avoiding it will definitely rock the boat. And resentment starts oh, to fester as mm-hmm. a result of that. Yeah. And it mm-hmm. just becomes even more unhealthy. And now we arguing because nobody put the water in the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so So we're gonna I'm gonna give these four tips from good therapy about how to build intimacy or reinvent it. Basically be patient, getting 
to know someone truly in a serious time commitment, you know, not rushing it, taking the time to get to know someone, that's trust building. Mm -hmm. That's the foundation. And it can't happen overnight. It's, no. it's a marathon. And you got to give a little to get a little. You don't, you can't just say I can't trust them if you're not like slowly trying to share different things. Be mindful of their reaction. Okay, they didn't explode. Mm -hmm. We were fine. Mm -hmm. We're all right. Okay, now I can share a little bit more. Right. The other person is still super open. Yeah. It, it's a building trust back and forth. It mm -hmm. is. I trust you to share. I trust you to be yeah. gentle when I do share. Mm -hmm. And so if someone, if you were in a relationship and you were hurt before, open up and let that person know that you were hurt before mm -hmm. so they can know to be patient with you. Mm -hmm. um, start with the easy stuff. You can find it easier to talk about the future rather than the past. That can work too. Mm -hmm. um, but don't hold on to something and not share it with the person. Talk openly about your needs. Um, that's a big one. People don't talk about what they want, whether that's sex or anything. You have to talk food choices. Like, say mm -hmm. what you want. Mm -hmm. um, and respect each other's differences. That's big. So respect, to me, is the foundation and then being patient. Mm -hmm. And not making someone else pay for what somebody else did in the past. Correct. That's the big one. So I hope you guys enjoyed this session about intimacy and you go love yourself. Go love yourself. Go love yourself. Hey guys, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Sisters in Therapy. That is S I S T A S in Therapy. And make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to our show on and give us a review. And as always, go love yourself.